No one would have believed in the last years of the 19th century that human affairs were being watched from the timeless worlds of space. No one could have dreamed we were being scrutinized as someone with a microscope studies creatures that swarm and multiply in a drop of water. Few men even considered the possibility of life on other planets. And yet, across the gulf of space, minds immeasurably superior to ours regarded this earth with envious eyes. And slowly and surely, they drew their plans against us. Welcome to True Theater Radio, and my name is Joshua. And I'm Jonah. And uh, today we're actually getting, uh, we're coming out with a little bit of interesting but sad news and why we've kind of taken a while to basically have another show come out. And uh, if Jonah wants to kind of go into that, we'll, you know. Um, well, we've had a lot of, uh, we've had a lot of things in the works and we have been working on, uh, uh, a few different projects as well as, uh, putting some episodes out there, which are, uh, they are, they are in post-production right now. Um, however, during the time that this was all going on, we got some, uh, uh, pretty intense news that my dad, uh, was in the hospital and that he was really, really not well off. And so uh, uh, pretty much the whole family ended up booking it out there. And uh, it was, as doctors do, said without saying it uh, that there was pretty much nothing they could do for him. And, and Jonah also means to say it's our dad because he's my brother. Just so we're yes, clear. Yes, yes. Our okay. Yes, our dad, our yep. dad, uh, and uh, so he. Uh, it was it was told there was nothing they could really do for him, and that uh, the the time that he was around was just to make his life as comfortable as possible. Um, with that said, uh, things progressed really, really fast, and um, he and. Uh, he actually passed away just uh, very, uh, very briefly ago, and it it was uh, it was uh, pretty intense. And we have uh, we've been going through a lot, and obviously, as much as we love doing this podcast, uh, it was for very for very obvious reasons put on the back burner. You know, life kind of has a tendency to uh, uh, prioritize itself. And uh, while both of us are passionate about this podcast, we are, we can, I can safely say for my brother as well as myself that uh, family always comes first. Um, but the reason why all of you heard the intro, what you heard at the, what you've heard at the beginning of this, uh, of this episode was the very beginning intro to Jeff Wayne's musical version to War of the Worlds. And the reason why we put that on there is because, for a few reasons. One, 
in a lot of ways, you could say that our dad was indirectly responsible for this podcast. And we yeah, brought it up in show, our very first... This is the show that Jonah and I basically grew up listening to that kind of got us really into radio drama. Right. And we binge listened to this over and over again because, you know, while everybody back in the 80s was still watching TV and stuff, it had never dawned on us, even as kids, that you could put on full productions... Uh, in audio form that really sparked the imagination and it was the only thing we had access to and so we listened to it over and over again and funny enough was uh, when we were out uh, where my dad was staying where my dad was living which was near my near our sister <laughs> was he uh, I was I took the responsibility of cleaning out his apartment and let me let me tell y'all <laughs> my dad's apartment was a was a true bachelor pad and not in the positive way <laughs> it, was, it was it was a sty and uh i had to do a lot of uh i had to do a lot of sifting through a lot of things that uh only an old man would own and only an old man would want <laughs> so, and should i tell him about, should uh, i tell him my uh, my dad was the kind of guy he made a back scratcher out of a wooden spoon and a and a spaghetti strainer. This is this kind of guy with some duct tape. He made he tied those two together and not, he made a back scratcher out of it. Right, this is the kind of guy. He that, was. Yeah, and and the and he had all over his apartment. He was like, I don't know what what gave him the idea, but he didn't use nails like a normal person. He would tack everything to the wall, everything. And I mean, just to give you an example of, of the stuff he had on the walls, was he literally had a, it was like, you know, that ace bandage that you stretch out and it sticks to itself. So when you, when you wrap an ace bandage around you, you know, it sticks to itself like you're like for, you know, it's an ace bandage. Well, he had a piece of ace bandage tacked to the wall. And sitting on the dresser was the exact roll of that same ace bandage. I'm like, what in the hell is this all about? He just had stuff tacked to the wall everywhere. Coupons, all every just ever coupons. He had he I I was I joked with people. I said if he had if he wanted to not lose where his tacks were, he had attacked them to the wall. I mean, it's like it was nuts how many things he had, but. Long story short, he had a lot, a lot of junk. And when I say junk, I mean they were important to him, but nothing of any real value and the kind of thing that most people wouldn't really be that interested in having. They just wouldn't. It was his stuff. So I had to go through all of these things. And, you know, there was a few things here and there that I was like, okay, this might be worth, you know, this is worth keeping. It's, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. But the, the point, what I'm trying to get at is that there was only one thing one thing, and this was something my brother and I both wanted, and there was only one thing, and it was Jeff Wayne's musical version to War of the Worlds on vinyl. And I went through every single one of his vinyl records like five times trying to find this one album, and it wasn't there, and I knew he had it. So I don't know if he loaned it out to one of our other family members or to a friend or whatever, but we couldn't find it. And I was just really heart sunk that I couldn't find this thing. And what was so great about this album was that 
um, inside the album was like like five pages of full-size custom artwork that was like created for this like of like the war of the worlds and these this incredible artwork was in it and the the lyrics aka the 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 script you could say to the entire war of the worlds was inside this was inside of it i mean it was the the cover alone was a piece of art in itself and i highly recommend anybody else going to listen to it and i'm just putting it out there Anybody out there who gives us any kind of copyright violations for putting even one, a little bit of this album, they need to go after the eight other people on YouTube that have the entire thing posted. So, yeah. so don't give me any shit about that. Um, this, we're, we're, this whole thing is dedicating to, uh, to our dad. Um, but I don't know what Josh has to say in regards to what he thinks uh, about, the, about it. I mean, as well, far as whenever well, he I mean, would uh, listen you, to you it, you pretty much just you pretty much nailed everything that I would say about the album. It was just, it was just kind of one of those uh, fulcrums in our life that, uh, it kind of led us to even starting the show. And I agree with him saying like, if you haven't heard it, it really is something special, and it's a it's. Some of it's hammy, some of it's little little cheesy. It's definitely some of it's dated, but it's it's extremely unique. And right, it I'll tell you right now, it was it was thoroughly frustrating to hear that he had all this garbage there, but not, and he even had all these really lame records that neither one of us wanted. But Jeff Wayne's yeah. World of the Worlds was not I mean, there. there. And God yeah, knows why. I mean, it all wasn't. the records he had. There's a lot of people that would consider him, him to have really good taste in music, and mm-hmm. for that boomer, <laughs> that boomer time period, he certainly did. You know, I mean, everything you could think of, yeah. from you know any Leonard Skinner to Beatles, whatever. Uh, he had all that stuff, so he had a lot of stuff. But there was only the, the one we wanted was the was that one, and I was like, of all the ones you could lose and not have anymore, why did it have to be that one? Right. And so we were, I was, we were really frustrated about it. But um, <clears throat> the uh, the funny thing is, is that uh, while uh, and I was just going to say one other element to the album, if it. And again, you can go on YouTube and listen to the whole thing. One, there's the whole album, but then for some reason, Jeff Wayne came out with a Jeff uh, a musical version to War of the Worlds called the New Generation, and it's all this synth music. It's terrible. If it, <laughs> if you ever hear it, don't. It's not worth your time. With that said, the one that was originally out, I always tell people you have to get past the first two minutes of music. After yeah. that, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it's almost totally. like the first. It's almost like the first two minutes almost feel like this disco Saturday Night Fever kind of feel, and it's a total turnoff. The it's first an immediate two turn minutes until you just, get past. It's that It's an immediate turnoff. Once you get past that first two minutes of garbage disco, everything flows great, yeah, and I'm like. Incredible. So I mean, just get past the first two minutes, and you'll you'll start to really get into it. But it was uh, it was funny because we had uh, I was talking in the 
and I was talking uh, with with Josh on the phone in in our car sitting outside of the nursing home where my dad was staying and uh, he was already in and out of it uh, almost completely and I was venting to Josh about going through all of his stuff and not being able to find this album and he was like yeah of all the things he had all we wanted was that one I mean I know I'm repeating myself but what was so funny about it was we had um, I had got off the phone with him and I go into the nursing home and my dad's already asleep and um, the nurse is there and I sit down and he's got this, uh, he's got a DVD of the Moody Blues. Now, I don't know if anybody's familiar with the Moody Blues, you know, they, it, it doesn't matter. Go look up some Moody Blues stuff. I don't know much Moody Blues stuff. What I do know is that one of the main, the main singer in it is Justin Hayward, and Justin Hayward plays one specific song on Jeff Wayne's musical version of War of the Worlds. And when I walk into his room, I see the Moody Blues is on there. Now, granted, I never think about the fact that Justin Hayward, in fact, I had to look it up before we even went on this, went on this podcast because I couldn't remember what his name was because it doesn't matter to me. I don't care about artists and actors' names, and I just don't care. I don't care what band they were in. It, it, it never matters to me. So I had to go look it up. But the Moody Blues is playing on his TV on a DVD. You know, for all of those who still use DVDs, like old men do, he had, my sister had went in there and put on the Moody Blues DVD concert of them. And on the DVD menu, the menu, it's not even playing the DVD. It's on the menu and it's on a loop. And the song they decided to put on the loop of the Moody Blues was the song from War of the Worlds. Right after <laughs> I had just gotten done talking to my brother about the War of the Worlds album, I'm Crazy like, sink. I called him back. I'm like, you're not going to fucking believe this. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was tripping out over it. I was like, this is crazy. So, so yeah, this this very song from War of the Worlds was playing on a loop and I was I was just having one of these like you know weird sync moments where I was like I can't it was almost it, it felt almost a bit like mockery like well you can't have the album but here's the song playing in the background while my dad my dad is there and uh you know we love our we we love our dad to death <laughs> you know, as you know, no dark pun intended, but um, he uh, uh, he was he was he was a good man. He was a good father, and we're gonna miss him terribly. And again, we're pretty much just putting this out there to dedicate this episode to him, as well as to let all of you know what's been going on, and to give you all a little taste of. Uh, Jeff Wayne's musical version to War of the Worlds. So I'm going to be playing the song that was playing in his room uh, at the nursing home, and it's called Forever Autumn. But I'm not going to be playing the Moody Blues version. We're going to be playing the entire version 
of that entire track from Jeff Wayne's musical version to War of the Worlds. And uh, so with that said, uh, I don't know, Josh, do you have anything else to uh, uh, to close on in regard any thoughts regards to Dad or uh, anything like that? Nope, just uh, Godspeed, I love you, and I'll see you again in another life, I suppose. Yep. Uh, same here. Uh, I don't know, uh, I don't know about reincarnation. I don't know about any kind of afterlife. I don't know about any kind of what's supposed to, I'd be lying if I'm, if I said that I understood anything that happens after you die. What I do know, and I'm pretty much, I can speak for Josh too, that I, that I know that it's not the end. So, um. When it comes to dad, I guess for me, it's just, well, see you later. So. Yep. See you later. uh, And (laughs) with the way the world's going in a lot of ways, he's the lucky one. (laughs) So. (laughs) So. um, So anyways, again, so uh, I'll just just recap and we'll let everybody get out of here. Um, This is. Jeff Wayne's musical version of War of the Worlds Forever Autumn slash Thunderchild. It's all the same track. Um, and this is for you, Dad. Um, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We've got some great stuff coming up. Really exciting stuff coming up. We haven't given up on any of this stuff yet, so um, stay tuned, and we'll be we'll be back as soon as possible. So... Everybody have a good one. For three days, I fought my way along roads packed with refugees, the homeless, burdened with boxes and bundles containing their valuables. All that was of value to me was in London. But by the time I reached their little red brick house, Carrie and her father were gone. Summer sun is fading as the year grows old And darker days are drawing near The winter winds will be much colder Now you're not Watch the birds fly south across the autumn sky And one by one they disappear I wish that I was flying with them Now you're not here Like the sun through the trees
shoulders with beggars and outcasts. Dogs snarled and whined, the horses' bits were covered with foam, and here and there were wounded soldiers, as helpless as the rest. We saw tripods wading up the Thames, cutting through bridges as though they were paper. Waterloo Bridge, Westminster Bridge. One appeared above Big Ben. Never before in the history of the world had such a mass of human beings moved and suffered together. This was no disciplined march. It was a stampede, without order and without a goal. Six million people, unarmed and unprovisioned, driving headlong. It was the beginning of the rout of civilization, of the massacre of mankind. already packed 
steamer. I looked up enviously at those safely on board, straight into the eyes of my beloved Carrie. At sight of me, she began to fight her way along the packed deck to the gangplank. At that very moment, it was raised, and I caught a last glimpse of her despairing face as the crowd swept me away from her. Like the sun through the trees, she came to love me. the silhouette of a fighting machine. Another came, and another, striding over hills and trees, plunging far out to sea and blocking the exit of the steamer. Between them lay the silent, grey, ironclad Thunder Child. Slowly it moved towards shore, then with a deafening roar and whoosh of spray, it swung about and drove at full speed towards the waiting Martians. There were ships of shapes and sizes Scattered out along the bay And I thought I heard her calling As the steamer pulled away The invaders must have seen them As across the coast they filed Standing from the She came, brought a mighty vessel warlord, crashing down in sheets of flame. Sensing victory was nearing, thinking fortune must have smiled. People started cheering. Come on, thunder child, come on, thunder child. released their black smoke, but the ship sped on, cutting down one of the tripod figures. Instantly, the others raised their heat rays and melted the Thunder Child's valiant heart.
crashing timbers, flashing heat rays pierce the deck. Dashing hopes for our deliverance as we watch the sinking wreck. With the smoke of battle clearing over graves and ways defiled, slowly disappearing. Farewell, thunder. smoke cleared, the little steamer had reached the misty horizon and Carrie was safe. But the thunder child had vanished forever, taking with her man's last hope of victory. The leaden sky was lit by green flashes, cylinder following cylinder, and no one and nothing was left now to fight them. The earth belonged to the Martians. <laughs> 